listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. this research i should also look up what episode this is i believe it's 142 yeah all right three two one welcome to the one Sight podcast episode 142 this week uh we are doing some hot off the presses propaganda folks we're uh bringing it to bringing it to you live like fox news propaganda it's it's incredible all right let's, let's back it up uh, let's back <laughs> up just a little bit please <laughs> Everyone's favorite Republican, Michael Jordan. Uh, this week we're talking about Air. Um, yeah. A new film from Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They're back together again. The band is back together making films, opening production companies, giving uh, creatives uh, a portion of the profits from the movies. So we love to see it. We love to see it. Matt Damon not doing crypto commercials anymore. He's doing Nike commercials now. <laughs> Oh, man, this is the best movie that Matt Damon has tried to sell me something since he tried to sell me Ford. <laughs> I will anyway. watch him sell anything. I was going to say he was successful both times. He, he's really him. In a different in a different uh, life, he is Don Draper from Mad Men. <laughs> I can see that. Anyway, how are we all doing? Uh, Tej, this was uh, this movie is based around when you were like 25 years old. So did it bring please, you back? Please stop this. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, anytime the movie puts you in the 80s at the beginning, like I'm probably going to be a fan. Uh, this is a great time, but I have always hated Michael Jordan. And so this is a very interesting oh. uh, journey for me. I own Jordans and I, I bought into the Nike propaganda uh, hook, line and sinker. But I hate Michael Jordan and I hate UNC, obviously, because I'm a Duke fan. Oh, so, right. Uh, it, if this sense. movie was able to work on me, of all people, I think that it is a clear indication of the real quality because, above all, I do love cinema. And this was cinema indeed. Were you a big Gary Payton guy back in the day? Oh, God, no. I was a huge Reggie Miller fan, unfortunately. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> what? Reggie Miller? Yes, I loved, I loved Reggie. I don't know why. I loved Reggie Miller. I we litigated him. how bad those Indiana Pacers games were on this podcast. That's gross. Yeah, yeah they, it was. It Watching was an eighty-one very nasty to seventy-nine times. basketball back. In it was very, day. very nasty times. But I was a Reggie Miller. I just needed a hero. Uh, but then the Houston Rockets came along. But then God didn't give us the matchup that we all deserved. But I needed a hero to beat Michael's Michael Jordan. Fault. That's all I've cared about. Michael's fault. Well, Never let anybody forget. He was ducking Akeem. He was ducking Akeem. We all know that. Like everybody on this podcast knows he was ducking Akeem. It's fine. We don't even have to talk about it. It's it's canon. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's established canon. NBA canon. We're gonna uh we're, we're there there may be points in this podcast where we just veer off into skip Bayless territory. Like 
There just there just might be. Anyway, Dex, how you doing? Good man. New job, uh, thriving. New job, thriving. Swag. Uh, you know, tons of Apollo stuff happening. Apollo soccer is out here now. It's a thing. Um, undefeated. At home, undefeated at home. At home. <laughs> yeah, but not actually undefeated because they are they are bums on the road. But that's Don't. fine. <laughs> Don't let anybody sh- Apollo sh- Warriors. Sh- sh- <laughs> Apollo Warriors. The Apollo Warriors. <laughs> but yeah, we out here. We're having a good time. How how are you, Royden? Oh, how am I? Yeah. Oh, I you know, I never get asked that question. Well, uh I'm slowly getting older and the world keeps spinning. So here we are, right? You and me you both, know? dude. I tweeted this yesterday. I was with my family on Easter. I don't remember what happened. I think my dad was talking about like Easter egg hunting or something. And my mom goes, Davion's almost 30. He doesn't want to do that. I'm like, almost 30? <laughs> Relax. <laughs> like, I Y'all need to stop this shit right now, bro. I can hang on to I can right hang now. on to mid to late twenties right now. I'm twenty-seven. You gotta you gotta give me mid to late twenties at best. Um, don't say almost thirty. I'm slowly right I'm now. inching towards twenty-nine and my legs just hurt. <laughs> my legs and back i don't know what that is i know people I are in their eyes this. this is the nastiest content that we've ever put on this podcast by far i'm not that is, a, that is I a do, high bar i do make involuntary noises now like getting out of my car or like getting out of bed after a while just like one of those like, ah! like <laughs> 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 Tej, i know your knees and back hurt every single morning don't like to <laughs> That's true. That's why I can't listen to this because I've been I've been gang gang for a long time. Uh, I'm I'm a little older than thirty, so a little you know, older, mid thirties, just a, just a squidge uh, older than thirty. Yeah, so. you, you got mid to late thirties for a little while still. Y'all are gonna love being in your thirties. It's the best thing of all time. It's literally the greatest gift that you can have. I mean, trust me. You know it doesn't feel that way now, but it's it's amazing. You'll see. As long as I, you know, as long as I don't like. Uh, as long as this is still up here for me, no offense, Dex, but as long as this is still up here for me, no I'm offense. doing okay. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Like, Amen to I, that. I can just keep keep it moving. The age is just the number of the hairs on the head for me. No God offense. Damn it. Anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hey, it's okay. <laughs> Michael Jordan lost his hair too. Boom. Yeah. Transition. <laughs> uh, air. 2023 movie 7.8 one of the best reviewed movies of the year we'll get that out of the way 7.8 on imdb people seem to love this movie rated r hour 51 minutes breezy follows the history of the shoe salesman sonny vaccaro or vaccaro and how he led nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball michael jordan nasty what a nasty synopsis (laughs) i'm surprised they stopped at history of basketball they didn't just the history of other They didn't stop short in the movie. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck is the director coming back to um, direct, I believe, his fourth, fourth motion. Yeah, fourth motion picture after Live by Night, a movie which flopped, which was his passion project. And I think began a downward spiral that led him to become Batman. And then, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, or he may have been Batman before. Anyway, but it was written. By Alex uh, Conberry, stars Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Ben Affleck as uh, Phil Knight in his dreams. I imagine 
<laughs> what Phil Knight wishes he <laughs> yeah, looked like. Yeah, what Phil Knight wishes he looked like. Phil Knight fan fiction about Phil Knight. <laughs> uh, Chris Mencia, Viola Davis in just a role that threatened to like, – like she's on screen for for a character for an actor of Viola Davis's stature. She's on. She has like three scenes. <laughs> uh, like that's really cool to see her just take this role because um, it had Wade. She's Dolores Jordan, Chris Tucker, um, Julius Tennant, who I haven't ever seen anything. His he plays James Jordan and uh, Matthew Maher as Peter Moore, the guy that. Uh, the guy that invented the original Air Jordan. Also, Marlon Wayans makes a pretty good appearance as well, too. Shout out to Marlon. Um, this movie's doing okay at the box office. Everything, Dex, we were talking about before you got on. Everything is just being steamrolled into oblivion by Mario right now. The new MCU is here. Our, our new our Nintendo overlords have arrived, brothers. The MCU is here. The Mario Cinematic Universe is upon us. Oh, man. The Ready most- or not. <laughs> the most okay animated movie since Frozen 2. Despite what Jack said, what I really wanted when I woke up the morning I saw Mario was another cinematic universe in my life. And I got it. <laughs> and then we're here. Didn't you write a whole article about no more? I did. Abolish yeah. the cinematic universe. We're done. Yeah, delete that article. We Wrap need more cinematic universes. More. Hey, bro, as long as it stays a movie and they're not like, there's 87 <laughs> Mario TV shows you have to watch now so you know what's going on in the Mario movies, I'm good. That's when uh, he gets mad. When they have the TV shows, that's when Dex gets offended. That's when he's like, wait yeah. a second. As we long as they not like, sign up movies. for Paramount Plus so you can watch fucking <laughs> Super Smash Bros. 7. YouTube shorts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Had a ninety million dollar budget, which I mean, I guess just goes to the the there's huge stars in this movie. It's half of that is as Matt Damon's retainer, but um, thirty million dollar gross uh, worldwide. So it's it's trending to probably end up making its money back. I have already said that this movie will have the best second life of any recent movie, a la The Menu or Bullet Train, or Banshees of Inisherin, where people will go, why didn't anyone tell me about this movie? Yep. It's, it's already coming. I can and just tell you right And all of us movie nerds now. will be like, we've been telling you! Yeah. What what's what tiny independent studio is going to be streaming this movie for people that might be wondering? Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, it, you know, it is interesting to see that Anim- Amazon Studios logo flash up while you're in the movie theater, but Amazon hadn't had any problem with just straight up releasing their movies in theaters, unlike no, the Dun Dun competition. And, <laughs> and it, the problem that I will see with this having a second streaming life, we haven't even gotten into the review of the movie, but like no one goes to Amazon for new releases. Like we couldn't find Ambulance for like five weeks when we were trying to stream it yeah. on this podcast. The Y'all nation, couldn't find Ambulance. Kill them there on Amazon Prime, waiting for a second life, and they just didn't give it to it. <laughs> ambulance exactly. is in my blood. I knew exactly where to find it, but it was there <laughs> to be found. It's in my DNA. Um, like I said, best reviewed movie of the year. 92, uh, 92% audience score, or 92% critic score, 98% audience score. People love this movie, but people love Jordan. So a fact-based drama that no one will no one will dunk on air aims to dramatize events that oh change God, the sports that? world forever and it's almost nothing but that is so net. bad fucking boo that is so bad <laughs> a fellow white wrote that for sure 
that God no one will it. dunk on. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Someone wrote that and they felt so proud of themselves. And I just want to say that I hate you, whoever wrote that. I hate you. But yeah, one of the best reviewed movies of the year. People love this movie. People love Michael Jordan and a Michael Jordan movie that literally doesn't have Michael Jordan in it, really. Um, yeah. Not even a Michael Jordan lookalike. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, Tej, I want your I want your honest reaction because you called this the best propaganda that you can that money can buy uh but you don't like jordan so i'm i'm interested to see what your takeaway is so this is very fascinating i've heard from a number of people both in my life and and people i look up to in the movie critiquing space that they hated this trailer uh i was not one of those people i knew this shit was going to bang from the second i saw that trailer from the second I heard motoring blaring through the movie screen speakers <laughs> when I saw the trailer, I said, oh, that shit's going to bang. Um, obviously, this movie is about Nike. Uh, Nike is a small startup company. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, it was a ti- It's a tiny company. If you know, shoes. you know. If you know, you know. Uh, obviously, going into the movie, I had reservations because, hey, this movie is about Michael Jordan, or at least partially about Michael Jordan. The movie actually is not about Michael Jordan at all. It's about uh, Sonny Vaccaro. And, and B, it's just about like a major mega corporation who happens to have like rampant child child labor issues going on. But I also own a lot of Nike products because I'm a slave to consumerism, just like everybody else. And I love Recording Nike. And I love this podcast on Max. So exactly. <laughs> so uh, I am not above that. Uh, so I felt weird going to the movie because obviously you're trying to tell basically what basically amounts to a, a real underdog, a real American underdog story about the biggest company that we know, or one of the biggest companies that we know, maybe one of the first big companies that I ever learned as a child. Like, this is a major, major deal. Um, and I was just, I was kind of blown away by it. Obviously, it is propaganda. They, it's a very pro-Nike slant. It is a very pro-America slant. And these two people are presented as the heroes of the movie. Sonny Vaccaro and Phil Knight, to a certain extent, are presented as the heroes, the upstarts. These are the people we are rooting for in the movie. You're not rooting for Michael Jordan because you don't really see Michael Jordan. And spoiler alert, they don't ever really show Michael Jordan in this film, which I thought was a great, great, great cinematic choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, you're really rooting for this out of shape white guy who happens to look a lot like Ben, Ad- like Matt Damon with a belly. And so, you know, th- this guy is down on his luck. He's divorced. These things aren't going so well. He doesn't seem to have any women around him he don't have no hoes he just keeps on he seems to be bad at his job but he loves he basketball. most of his shopping at 7-eleven and, and and he's smart enough to know that swaggerless players like uh, like uh john stockton can't sell shoes which was a very very smart thing to know because i wouldn't wear any john stockton shoes ever in my whole life nobody ever would yeah the so... gonzaga diss is amazing <laughs> <laughs> ah man excuse me hate, to see, hate to see that there are a lot of sneak disses in this movie. There's a moment where they're talking about Charles Barkley, who was in the same draft, and they go, Charles Barkley, no one ever wants to see that guy on TV. Obviously, we know that Charles Barkley like lives on TV. But anyway, uh, they just did a great job with it. Ben Affleck has a singular vision as a director. I've always loved the movies that he directs, even the ones that don't do very well. I think he's a very talented director. And I love the fact that in this movie, as opposed to something like Argo, he is clearly not the star of this movie. Matt Damon is the star of this movie, and he's on screen when needed, but Ben Affleck is not putting himself in the center of the frame. He's mostly putting Ben Affleck or, or Matt Damon in the center of the frame. I had a great time with it. I was blown away by how amazing it made me feel, by how much they were able to make me root for these people, although I knew the ending of the story. Uh, the cast is fucking incredible. 
Jason Bateman is being Jason Bateman and it works really well. Chris Tucker is being funny and it works really well. And I just really miss seeing Chris Tucker be funny in movies. Viola Davis is just, I mean, she's one of the best actors in Hollywood. So it shouldn't be surprising that in a small role, she just crushes it, but she literally makes the movie. Like the movie does not work without Viola Davis's performance at the center of it. Like it, it, Matt Damon has two very huge movie star moments where he has to give a monologue and inspire the youth or inspire the people in the audience. And I almost stood up and saluted the man. <laughs> uh, I, I just was blown away by it. Obviously, it, you, you're going to feel the, the heartstrings, the tug of propaganda. They mentioned at the end of the movie that Phil Knight has donated a lot of money to charity, which is a complete, uh, like you can see. Unbelievable. Kind of unbelievable <laughs> that they would put that in there. But, they're no. saying that they just threw it in there. They're just they like, just hey, remember, <laughs> just remember, he's donated $2 billion to charity. Oh, thank you. I, thank honestly, you, one of my favorite parts of the movie is that they make him look like a fucking idiot, and then they have to redeem it with, he gave a lot of money away. <laughs> he didn't do anything like, you know, cool or interesting. He just gave a lot of money he away. found he a nike and gave a bunch of money away don't ask about anything else <laughs> very big propaganda drop but uh, but as as a piece of propaganda just like the the la- uh the last dance which is also major propaganda it's oh. great it's just fun yeah. to watch it's a great time at the movies when this hits streaming this is not a, this movie looks good but it's not a movie you have to see at the movie theater right if you haven't seen this movie yet and it's still in theaters i'd say go see it but if, if you if if you catch this later when it's on Amazon, put it on for an hour and a half. You're gonna have a great time with the movie. It's just great movie making. These are the kind of quote unquote small American stories. Obviously, it's about a big company, but like this kind of small, insular, just guys talking in an office kind of drama that we're putting together as movies that we don't really get to see anymore. And I just loved it. A ninety million dollar talk film where people are just sitting in offices talking. Sign me up. Like it was very compelling. I just couldn't get over how good Jason Bateman and Chris Tucker were. I just could not get over it. Uh, Perfect well, casting. You know, I uh, I don't love that. Uh, <laughs> let me I am, tell you. I, I am obsessed with Kirby Enthusiasm. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm obsessed with Arrested Development still to this day. I love Jason Bateman. I, I, I find him to be... He, he always plays the same character, but I always find him to be so fascinating. It's and good great every time. It always works. I gave this movie an A+. Plus. I, I, I absolutely loved it. The, I saw the scores and the reviews, and I already knew it was going to be good, but I, I was kind of blown away by how good it was. Perfect movie, no notes. I'll take my propaganda uh, with, the, with a dash of sugar and a little bit of medicine, just like they gave it to me. Great job, Matt Damon. Great job, Ben Affleck. I gave it an A+. Plus. Dax, go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, I also love this movie. Uh, I'm not quite an A plus, and I'll get to like my small nitpicks here in a second. But this is like my favorite type of based on a true story movie, where they just pick like a very simple moment in time, like in a short amount of time. It's not like trying to tell you Michael Jordan's entire life story. Not trying to tell you Sonny Vaccaro's entire life story. It just tells you the story of Sonny Vaccaro being like Michael Jordan is him. I'm gonna get him a shoe deal. And like they keep it real simple, real straightforward. It's not some like three hour long, like Elvis style. Like I got to walk you through everything that this person ever did. No, it's just Matt Damon and Ben Affleck making a quick decision. And you already know how it's going to play out, but they still make it compelling because it's like, yo, like Matt Damon is trying to tell everybody in the fucking world that Michael Jordan is him. Nobody believes him. And you're like, you idiots. 
I know Michael Jordan is him. Like, why don't you know this? <laughs> and it just works for me. All um, of us singing Jalen Green's <laughs> praises on this podcast. Y'all gonna see. Y'all gonna see. God damn it. I can't wait for an air to the story of Jalen Green. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, he's with Adidas, so his will be like Stripe or something like that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out to Jalen Green. Uh, but yeah, man, I just love when biopics keep it simple. They tell one very straightforward story and tell it really well. Uh, so good job out of Ben Affleck doing that. Um, I really love the Matt Damon performance. I feel like Matt, Matt Damon is one of those people who's come back around to being underrated. Like, you know, obviously he started out hot. He was like one of the biggest names in Hollywood or whatever. And I think I feel like, you know, he kind of became underrated there for a little while. People slept on Matt Damon after everyone was like, oh, it's Matt Damon, whatever. Like the Bourne movies, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. But he's really fucking good. And I feel like, you know, he's getting his due now with, uh, you know, Ford v. Ferrari. Last duel people went and saw on HBO Max after they didn't see it in theaters. He's, can I, just to interject, he's sort of all of a sudden, because he was always the handsome leading man, and he still is handsome. The 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 greatest trick that Ben Affleck, the devil, ever pulled is, <laughs> is making you think that Ben Affleck is fat and out of shape. Is ben Aff- or, or is making you think Matt Damon is fat and out of shape. Matt Damon's in a fat suit in this movie. Like, yes, that's, you know, but like, but they made him ugly in the last duel. <laughs> yeah, he somehow transitioned, but not a fat suit like the whale. It's not like that. Yeah, right? no. it's just got a little bit of a gut, but it's yeah. not like the way. It's not like over the top or Tom Hanks in uh, in Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, but like it's sort of come around to that he has transitioned into this every man leading role type of guy that Hanks sort of occupied in the early two thousands. Yep. And it's in, it's really playing out well for him. I believe with these last few projects that he's made uh, outside of like downsizing, which I think kind of tanked a little, like put him on a downslope for a minute before. Not going to lie. I tried out. to watch downsizing on a plane, fell right the fuck asleep. I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. Go to everyone else. I'm good. <laughs> anyway, but, sorry. Continue. I just Yeah. Since then, I feel like, you know, Matt Damon is, uh, he's really him still. And he shows up on a, on a movie like this or a movie like Ford v. Ferrari. And you're like, Oh yeah, this is a movie star still like, you know, he's still got the mm-hmm. fastball. And like when they need him to just sit there and look at the camera and talk shit about how great Michael Jordan is going to be, that shit is compelling. Like not everyone can do that. You know what I'm saying? In the hands of a lot of lesser actors, like that monologue is like the corniest shit you ever heard in your life. But Matt Damon does it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, Matt Damon. <laughs> Michael Jordan is really like that. Uh, <laughs> also feels like he knows like, and you've heard interviews with him. It sounds like he knows about basketball. Like he, a, a curse, like even a cursory knowledge about basketball, because you listen to some actors talk about sports and you're like, you have never seen uh, a football played in your entire life. <laughs> Not once. Yeah. Also anyway. very thankful that uh, they didn't put a uh, super big Jordan fan, Mark Wahlberg in this movie. Cause you know, just, just glad we don't have to do that. I'm just glad we got Matt Damon. We don't have to put Mark Wahlberg in anything further. I think we've all had <laughs> I literally think we've all had enough. Thank you. But yeah, like my nitpicks, like pretty small, but there were points in this movie where like, if you, if you already know some of the facts of like the story or whatever, 
there's a lot of lines of dialogue where it felt like, oh, they just said that so they like can tell you that they know that. You know what I'm saying? It's like that doesn't have anything to fucking do with this conversation right now. Like, why are you telling me this random Nike factoid? Like, I just hate that part of it. Like, you know, and it only happened like a handful of times, but it was still like, come on, guys. Like, let's let's really back in here. I know you read the books. We don't need like every little quote you liked in the books. All right. Like, let's keep the story going. I think the script writer wrote this script on spec off of a 30 for 30 documentary over the same sort of thing. Oh, sick. So, yes, it's it's really following like beat for beat how that played out. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. And that's kind of where my nitpicks are with it, too. (coughs) Yeah. And there's a book uh, called Shoe Dog about the shoe dog who they mentioned in this movie uh, so i figured like that's where a lot of i assume that's where a lot of like their info came from or whatever because it's a really good book uh, but anyway yeah that is a nitpick and then also just kind of it felt it felt longer than an hour 50 or whatever we said it was like it seemed there were points where it started to drag a little bit. Like we had already gotten the story set up and we were just kind of waiting around for like it to keep going, you know? Uh, but again, none of that like really took away too much of my enjoyment from the film. Fucking the agent guy. I don't remember his name. He was cooking every time he was on screen. Chris Mancina. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he was Violet, Violet Davis was cooking when she was on screen. And, uh, yeah, I love that they had Michael Jordan is kind of like this boogeyman figure. Like they didn't like let you see his face or anything. Like, you know. What I'm Why saying? do we think that is? Is that because it's spoiler alert for the movie? They have Michael Jordan present, the the figure of Michael Jordan present in the meetings with Adidas, Converse, and Nike. But you like only see but him from you, behind. You see you him never... from profile. He says one or two words. Yeah. And he, got, I think the two words he says are "bulls colors," and there, that's it. <laughs> and they, Matt Damon uh, or Ben Affleck tells told us in an interview why they didn't show Michael Jordan. Is it because they he's, couldn't figure out that somebody looked like him, or is it no. that he's a bigger figure? Yeah, they want to make him that? like looking at God. No, he said that if you there's he's too big of a cultural icon to put somebody on screen that's supposed to look like him. Like no matter how close you get. You can't do it. Like you, you, you can't put somebody I, in okay. that seat Fair that's supposed to play Michael Jordan, and it would just take away from the movie because Suji showed his face. I thought watching the movie the whole time that they were going to be the big reveal at the end of the Nike meeting. It was going to be finally see his face and he smiles or something. But they were like, no. If you if we put that in the movie, all that people are going to be thinking about for the rest of the movie is did they get the Michael Jordan right? Does he look like Michael Jordan? And they said they didn't want people to be caught in that moment. They wanted people to be swept up in the emotions of Matt Damon's monologue, which which is a good, I think a great choice. Yeah, it is enough. it is a good choice. It does at certain points being like I also at the same time while thinking it was a good choice being like can we fucking see Matt, Michael Jordan? Can we like <laughs> I did I did want to see him, but I understand yeah. why I did not see him. But the whole time I was like what's this Jordan character going to look like? And I think that's what everybody in the movie theater is thinking like Okay, we know Michael Jordan is here, but what is it going to look like? Because if you fuck that up, the movie we couldn't have got Marcus in there to do some like age no. down like mocap or no, anything like that. Keep Marcus away from Bikini. Marcus is busy, bro. Absolutely Keep Marcus not. the fuck away. Um, what if they Keep got Marcus Michael Jordan in there and did the de aging Marvel thing? Oh, that would have been even worse. The Irishman too, Air Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, do you have anything else, Dex? 
Nah, I just gave it an A. Fantastic yeah. film. Yeah, I'm kind of a I'm I'm kind of at the same point. Um like I know this film is great and I know this film is well done. Um I think Ben Affleck does is not underrated as a director because one of his films literally won best picture, but he also didn't get nominated for best director for said film, which is astonishing, but true. He, there's something to be said about a director that kind of just does yeoman's work. Like we've seen from directors of, of years past where it's like no frills. We're gonna, what you see is what you get. We're not doing a bunch of tricks here. And not to say that his movies aren't compelling and that he doesn't move the camera a certain way or anything like that. He got he got the most tension of any movie I've ever seen out of people walking through an airport. Uh, so that I think what this needed was what this needed for me was a little bit more. I'm not saying there's no stakes, but a little steeper stakes because the stakes are and this is why you care about it are that if this doesn't work Sonny Vaccaro loses his job Matt Damon loses his job and that's why you care because it's Matt Damon and you don't want Matt Damon this sad sack to lose his job because yeah, you're rooting for Matt Damon you never his see kid his kid only likes him for his shoes Um, <coughs> you never see his kid you never see his ex-wife or anything to like develop that further and you don't really need it i'm just saying we all know the story of air jordans going into this spoiler alert it works out um <laughs> the air jordan was not the last one that they ever made they've made yeah, several more in, since in, in fact there's at least 11 of them right right <laughs> um no i just think i just think that I think it was cool having the snout like look if you if you play dire straits to open up any movie that nostalgia drip of money for nothing or whatever that like that guitar riff to open any movie I'm hooked I'm hooked but there are there are not really that much there aren't the kind of stakes that i think i would kind of need for this to work as well as it should have and i still give it an a minus i think it was a well done people in rooms talking to each other and i love that and i love matt damon and i love ben affleck and i love seeing chris tucker on camera hey thank god guys rush hour four we're coming back, back. Yeah, we back. So, so racism is back, and <laughs> I think, I think that seeing all these likable people that we love or that we like on screen, just talk. Like I said, talking in rooms about something that we all sort of, even if you don't own Jordans, have an affinity for. Uh, '90s basketball, the 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 rise of a certain figure. Michael Jordan, if you don't like Michael Jordan, you still have to appreciate how famous he really was and the air that is around him. Uh, uh, huh? Yeah, uh, all right. The aura that is around <laughs> him. And you have to appreciate... I, I'm a nerd for this. Like, I have to appreciate how big those shoes are. Like, 
what the cultural significance is around those shoes. And, and all of that is great, but to, to sit there and act like we don't know what happens is, and there's probably a bunch of people going to the theater, not knowing how this played out. So we're probably in the minority, you know, if we think about it logistically, like we're probably in the minority of people that were like, Oh, I didn't know that's how they signed Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know? I'm sure people but know we the know. ending, but they might not know the journey, right? Like yeah, they, yeah. They, they might not understand the journey or know the journey. Uh, yeah, they don't understand that like Nike basketball was on its last leg, so they couldn't get anybody good. Like that's the cool part of it to me. Yeah. Is that 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 first third of the movie, the first act of the movie, where they're sitting there and and Matt Damon is just calling the guy a giant asshole for not knowing where this guy went to school or what his game looked like. And you know what I mean? He's like, he averaged like, he averaged like 15 points in 11 or he took like five shots. Go, go fuck yourself. Like, it's just like, <laughs> that's incredible dialogue. I love that. That's the money. What the, the, the sort of weak comparison, I guess is, is the money baldness of it is where they're sitting there in rooms talking about if this player is good or not. And I, I'm known Moneyball Stan on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. but I love that part of it. And I love Jason Bateman being Jason Bateman, but I do agree with you, Dex. There are points in the movie where they're just like Saturday night and they're just talking about their lives. I don't, yeah. okay. You know, I don't <laughs> care that Jason Bateman turned 45. Like I don't give a shit, but <laughs> I mean, I want to see, let me see the shoe. Show me the shoe. And they eventually do. Billy yeah. Bean awesome is a bump would never have signed Michael Jordan. I just want to put that out there that we gave Billy Bean his own movie. So we should definitely give Nike do, and Jordan. Do we want to litigate own. how bad of a baseball player that Michael Jordan was? No. Uh, well, Billy <laughs> Bean would have signed Michael Jordan to, to Billy the Bean 80s. definitely would have. <laughs> they nearly signed Kyler some, Murray. They wasted money. a first round draft pick. Michael Jordan too. could start for the Oakland A's right now. <laughs> <laughs> He might. But the thing I, I, I do, you know what I, I was saying, and I was saying it in jest in the group message. The reason that I like that I like uh, Moneyball because it's a fantasy movie. They never won shit. We know that Michael Jordan is a billionaire. They never won shit. Why are we caping? Why are we holding water for this billionaire still? He has had the most media coverage of any billionaire ever, not named Donald Trump. Earned it. That. that <laughs> Everyone holds water for the guy. No one has ever torn Michael Jordan down, even though they, even though Matt Damon said to the contrary that they'll try to tear you down. And then it's like, mm, no, they're gonna, they're I gonna. Mean, they did kill his dad. So. Mm. And they actually brought that up in this movie. Like they actually showed the headline. That was a crazy. I I was transition. At the movie. They held on on James Jordan. Yeah. And then show the newspaper headline of James Jordan killed. And you're like, what? I was in a theater with a young person like y'all, and they and she was like, uh, what happened to Michael Jordan's dad? And I was like, oh, but buddy, there's some conspiracy uh, theories out there. I don't want to go into them, but they didn't get into them in the movie. But yeah, there's some stuff surrounding the death of his father that was not not the greatest. We are uh David Sir never saw the pearly gates. Um <laughs> But uh, it's all allegedly. We don't sue us. We don't allegedly. have any money. Allegedly. allegedly, guys. Allegedly. But I, I will say that. Look, your dad and grandfather are gonna love this movie, as will you. 
Facts. Anyone over the age of 30 is definitely going to, or sorry, over the age of 25 is going to love this movie. Um, and I think it'll be pretty interesting for someone younger that hasn't maybe watched the Last Dance documentary to kind of understand how big this got for Nike. But they don't go into that until like a stinger at the very end. But why this was such a big deal. Like, we you cannot tell the story of the Nike brand without Jordan, quite literally. Because it would be like if Brooks Running Shoes was all of a sudden, we're going to sign Victor Wimbenyama or whoever the next <laughs> guy is. You know what I mean? Future Houston Rocket. Yeah, I understand. Future Houston yeah. Rockets, Rockets legend, Victor Wimbenyama. When, and they're when like, Wimby Brooks, sits down at like, the table Brooks with Brooks Running Brothers, Shoes. And then Wimby goes, oh, Rockets Colors. And then they like, become the biggest clouds. in the world. <laughs> He's sponsored by On Cloud? What? Why is Victor Wimbenyama wearing the largest pair of Hokas I've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's, that's kind of what it would be like. Um, my biggest takeaway from this is how bad Converse fucking fumbled. The, the, they, had a, they had a three nothing lead. Blew it. Blew it. Got bought by Nike. <laughs> Had dudes from the 60s wearing your shoes and you couldn't you you couldn't maintain. The Fumble. fact that there, the fact that there was ever a moment in this country where people were legitimately hooping in Converse shoes is one of the craziest Canvas. things. Ever. Have you Canvas. ever put on a pair of Converse? Go put on a pair of Chucks right now. And go try to do a crossover. You, your ankle will snap in seven places right now. I guarantee you. <laughs> I fucking guarantee you. it's impossible. It's literally impossible. Yeah. See, that's how I know that like none of them old players can survive in this area. Because if you can survive wearing Converse, then you wouldn't do a <laughs> shit in them shoes. Those dudes' <laughs> knees are in hell if they're still alive. They, oh my god. If you can play basketball in a pair of Converse without just busting them in half, like then you you ain't you can't be out here. Nah, get out of here. Fuck anyway. out of here, Bob Cousy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I give this movie an A minus. I, I, I'm gonna have to really watch it again and kind of embrace what they were going for. I just, we don't get enough movies like this, so it's, it's, it's tough to like when you try to tear something down that is this just good, you know? It's just good. It is just good, and it's a good time of the movies i don't know if it'll like break any barriers or win any academy awards or anything like that but i think it'll be around the conversation be, me too me too i agree i don't know if it gets in for anything but i think it will be around the like conversation maybe you submit day. matt damon like i think you definitely submit matt damon because he's you on screen 95 percent of this movie you, you submit, submit Viola Davis, Davis to see if you can, uh, you know, kind of guilt people into nominating her because they the didn't supporting. Last yeah. Give her that Laura Dern nomination where it's like she's in the movie for 10 minutes, but mm -hmm. she's like amazing in those 10 minutes. So, yeah, I think it'll be around the conversation, too. And I just I just think that obviously I agree with you, Royden. It's, it's whatever it does in the movie theaters is what it does. But I think once it hits Amazon it's going to have a new level of life because I mean, we saw what the last dance did and people kid, these kids are still wearing Jordan shoes and it, it's still very much, very prevalent in the conversation. And I think that'll get uh, kids to watch it. When I say kids, I mean like teenagers 
I think kids will start to watch it. Their their fathers will like it. Their moms will like it. And I think it'll be it, it'll make a lot of noise throughout the year once it gets on streaming. So I think it'll be in the conversation when it comes to Oscar time. I think so. Yeah, for a rated R movie, a lot of uh, watching with the family appeal here. I can't <laughs> believe this is a rated R movie. I can't. I, I, it, what makes it rated R exactly? The There's language? a lot of f bombs. All so the conversations between the lawyer and or the the agent uh, and. True. Oh yeah, I'm gonna fuck your eye holes or whatever. (laughs) I'm gonna eat your nuts and stuff like that. (laughs) No, I just thought um, all of that was great. That was probably my favorite parts of the movie were the conversations between the the agent and Sonny Vaccaro. To me, and I like that they were like, "Oh, the agent also made a hundred million dollars. It's not a billion dollars like these other people made." But oh, like the, yeah, this poor over here, hundred million dollars. Um, Imagine selling like, your for company him. for a hundred million dollars, and then like you just go have dinner alone by yourself. Like, all right, just going to have dinner <laughs> with myself. It's it's a lonely life. It's so really it's so lonely. It, and there's a really interesting conversation that I don't know if I want to litigate, but actually, you know, fuck it, let's do it. The there's an interesting conversation to be had about movies are just based off of brands now and like take Dungeons and Dragons or Tetris or Air. Movies are just to get something greenlit. It almost feels like you have to have it be the story of something or have if it's not IP driven then you have to have that brand behind it so people will recognize what it is. And a lot of people, a lot of uh, some movie critics watching this movie aren't in tune with that and how that plays out and they don't like it that much. And I'm, I don't know how I feel about it, but we've been fed brand content so much over our entire lives I mean, turn on. You can't turn on your phone without getting a brand in your face. That it doesn't quite bother me as much as I think it's bothering people. Maybe even a little older than than Tej. I don't know. Do you do you? They were litigating this on the big picture. This is why I'm trying to like put this in here. I'm just trying to see what our thoughts are about where we are about making brands into feature films so there's a lot of it not just films but also in tv obviously there's an uber they did the story of uber they're they're doing the story of these like brands of these businesses blackberry Uh, is coming out soon really oh my god why (laughs) anyway uh it 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 in itself it doesn't bother me uh, but you feel it when you're in the movie, like like watching a movie about watching a TV show about Uber is just inherently weird. Like it's it's weird, but it's it's this is it's like a different era. But we've always been able to make movies and media about the brands of people that are in big business. We're watching a show called Secession, which is the best show on TV, which is really just the story of uh, Rupert Murdoch and his kids. Like you know, th- th- they've been making stuff movies about this stuff and. Sometimes it's you know a fictional character where we all know what they're talking about, and sometimes it's like literal Nike check on the screen, like this is Nike, and it does feel weird. I mean, you are sitting in a two-hour Nike commercial, but the quality shines through to me. 
at the heart of this, this is just a, an underdog story. A story of like, here's a guy who took a chance on himself. And those kind of movies always work. You, you make a movie about a guy who happens to be white who takes a chance on himself, you're about to make yourself some money because that's what white people like to watch. They want to watch a movie about a white underdog who comes out in the end as the champion. And that's the American so dream that work. you too can also be a billionaire eventually yeah. if you just work hard enough. You could be the next Phil Knight. Nothing's stopping you. Go be Phil Knight right now. Like that that's what they the message they want to put out there. Those except that you work. won't. You won't except be. that you won't, and none of us will be. But maybe anyway. you won't be. <laughs> no, but I I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I, I also listened to the episode of the big pick, and it's true. Like you do feel those. For example, I when I walked out of the Mario movie. I was in there with a bunch of kids and there were also some teenagers. And one of the teenagers literally said that was like an hour and a half advertisement for Mario, but, <laughs> but Bowser carried like they know, they understand like they're kids. They know. Yeah. Incredible. Like they know. And, and you're right. It is. As soon as I left the theater, I was like, God, I really want to go play some Mario right now. I'm not going to lie to you right now. I bought a game. Yeah, <laughs> this shit works. Like you, we all understand what's happening to us when we sit down for these movies. You're being advertised to. This is a Nike commercial, but it's also a really great Nike commercial and a really effective movie at the same time. And so I'll take the cinema how I can get it, bros. I just need that. I just need that feeling into my veins of real cinema and I'll take it. Yeah. So Dex, for you have me, any point on that? Yeah. Like I I don't mind movies being about brands so much because like I say this about a lot of things, but brands and companies, they're just groups of people. Like, you know, we talk about corporations like they're these like big, nameless, faceless things that are like either doing good, bad things, like doing good things or doing bad things or whatever. But it's like, no, like when you're like, oh, Apple is exploiting like uh, child labor in Asia or whatever. Nope, there are people making those decisions. It's not like some like Apple logo (laughs) sentient and like just controlling stuff. It's like, no, people are doing that. Or when it's, uh, you know, nike taking over the world with basketball it's people doing that like you know what i'm saying and that's where the story is right so if you can tell these compelling stories about the people at the heart of these brands and that's good and like you know with anything if it gets big enough then yeah we're all kind of over it or whatever but like you know if the big picture folks like take off and become the biggest podcast in the history of mankind or whatever i'm not gonna all of a sudden be like you know Sean and Amanda, they're some assholes. Like fuck them, you know. Like they're just people. Like so, it's fine. I don't, I don't get bothered by it. Like if you can keep the people at the center of the story instead of it being like, oh, this nameless, faceless, generic thing has taken over. You know, until AI takes over, ChatGPT is going to take over all these corporations, and then we're yeah. all screwed. But yeah. until then, it's people behind it. Unless they want to make a movie about Texas football, then we gotta. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, if you want to make a movie about Texas football, that is a brand that we can all get behind. That's America's nope. the most yeah. boring movie in the fucking world. <laughs> just let me tell you, let me tell year. you a Moneyball story, just but lying. in reverse about how the biggest corporation failed. <laughs> just some just guy lying. sitting on Twitter going, "This is our year," and then it never being their year. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> no, anything else to say about this before we get into our Twitter conversation that we had? Go see it. It's awesome. Uh, Real Cinema is back, uh, and the and the reviews didn't lie. I understand why it had 99% of Rotten Tomatoes, because it's hard to sit down and say that you don't enjoy yourself at the movie theater, even though you know you're sitting in a commercial. It's a pretty damn good commercial. Go see it. 
I will say this. Um, can we stop making propaganda about this guy? No. He's gotten no, two. He's got two of the big – he had two, he had two of the most uh, – like, I'm done. I, lo- I too, like Mike. Unlike Tej, I, mm. I enjoy Michael Fuck Michael Jordan. Jordan. Fuck Michael but, Jordan. Look, but, man, I'm just happy that Michael Jordan oops. is getting these – and like, I feel like we've put a stop to like the Derek Jeter nonsense they were trying to do you know what that a little is. while ago. <laughs> That's the fine. Jeter nonsense. We, we put a stop. Like they tried to do the Tom Brady like documentary podcast or whatever the fuck that was while he was still playing. Get that shit out of here. Facts. I don't want none of that. No like, more movies about Tom Brady. Get those the fuck out of here. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody saw them Tom shits. Brady. Get those the fuck that out of here. That is the thing that I wanted to, to say too. One, I don't know if you can ever make a movie about a basketball player like you couldn't make this movie about lebron james even though his his upbringing is inherently more compelling uh if that's the word they already did it's, yeah, it's called house party house party five or <laughs> oh house, the new house party movie that's lebron james's well i mean uh, yes, no, they, have... yes, they did make the lebron james upbringing movie already like i don't remember what it was called but it happened um was that the one with the drake song uh yes yeah anyway I, like, oh yeah that's right i totally forgot about that um well i'm i'm saying like a, a like not not a documentary but like a dramatized version and i don't Listen, know i'm sure that's coming you're not getting it, 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 it's it will coming. i just don't know like because michael jordan came at such the right time where it was the incursion of mass media before social media the rise of mass media where you got everything that you really wanted to know about Michael Jordan, but he was still mysterious. So there's still this like aura around Michael Jordan, the person. Now we do know a lot more about Michael Jordan than maybe we wanted to know about Michael Jordan. Um, Yeah. If Michael Jordan was on IG live in 1998, like John Morant, like we would all hate him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If he was, we saw him in the casino before game seven. We're like, God damn. But like, I just I, I think that it'd be tough making these movies now for future generations because we have so much access to these people. That being said, none of the superstars that have come and gone, like you said, Derek Jeter, Tom Brady, are in, as inherently interesting as Michael Jordan. None. Not one. Not even LeBron James. I'm sorry. He's not. We know everything about LeBron James. Yeah. We know way too much about LeBron James. We know also, way too much about LeBron James. We don't know quite everything about Tom Brady, but we don't give a fuck. He's yeah, boring. We, don't care. We, don't give a shit. we know enough. <laughs> we know what the hell he'd be doing in 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 and around his marriages, and we know that he <laughs> lost his family to to go lose eight games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is not a smart decision and not the way you would want to end your film if you were making a Tom Brady film. But also, he like put out like weekly ESPN Plus shows about that. Yeah. And so we've already seen it. We've seen it all in real time. All of these current athletes. You know what story? I want to see Jordan the Antonio the Brown one. story. I want to oh, see the Antonio God, Brown yes. story. Oh, that's what I want to see. Coming that's soon to be, BT+. That's going to be rated up. <laughs> <laughs> Put that <Man>. shit up. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Wait, I mean, that's... I'm trying to think of like who would be the next at like they already did the Venus and Serena story, which was great. King Richard is really good, but 
Yeah, but that's about their dad more so than them. I mean, this movie's not about Michael Jordan, it's about Nike. Yeah, Yeah, around this, that's that's maybe they'll make a movie about the TB12 method. The TB12 method guy (laughs) (laughs) selling snake oil to that man. (laughs) They'll make a a Tim Tebow movie about Aaron Hernandez and Percy Harvey. The guy guy who made Tom Brady invest all his money in Bitcoin and then Tom Brady (laughs) lost all that money. We'll make a movie about him. No, I just yeah. I don't know. I don't know what sports stories that we're gonna have moving forward. You know, I don't know. The can't wait. Quinn Ewers about story. Tiger Woods after Quinn. It's gonna Ewers. be Tiger. It's gonna be Tiger. Oh, that's gonna be that that's gonna be phenomenal. phenomenal we need the movie of Tiger Woods getting caught by his wife. Like we need that. Ooh, I, that'll be tough to watch on screen. You imagine it'll getting, be great to watch all lifetime. <laughs> you imagine getting beaten up by the thing you do at work, like teach, you imagine <laughs> being hitting with a law book. Depending on who the woman is, I might welcome it, but not the type of women that Tiger Woods is into. We got different types. Yeah, imagine one day Caitlin just came home, started beating you with a microphone, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> what I do? <laughs> And yeah, uh, like I feel like the Tiger Woods story, it'll be more compelling to talk about. Like, maybe not more compelling, but they would probably frame it as like following a reporter who was covering the Tiger Woods story. Don't take your kids to Tiger Woods. him movie. like he was a murderer. Ooh. Like when he's cheating on his shit. wife. If you take your kids to the Tiger Woods movie, once you walk into that Perkins diner, you're going to see some shit. They're going to show the text messages on screen. Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> that boy was wily. Anyway, get better, Tiger. We need you. We need you out here to win another another champ. Or, That's uh, not happening. You see him massive. out there this weekend. Ooh, I think it's yeah, plantar fasciitis. Uh, Where did that done. come from? Bro, almost died like two years ago. Yeah. Like, we were all true. so scared. Like, and now he's back out here. That's insane. Yeah, go design golf courses, Tiger. Yes, it's it might be Jover. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I put out a tweet. Not too long ago, uh, before right when this movie came out, because uh, now they're just releasing movies on on Wednesday afternoons. Um, I don't know if you know that they they just completely stopped releasing movies on on like Thursday screenings. I love it. Put them shits out on Tuesday. Let me get into the theater, bros. <laughs> what did you say, Dex? That they're just gonna go all the way back around. Yeah, it's I just gonna keep creeping up and up and up and then before you know it it's like oh it's friday now <laughs> we're yeah. back on friday, we're back on friday just, back we just went back in time i said in honor of the hashtag air movie what brand would you like to see a movie uh made about and let me see if i can find the original tweet uh from one less humble teach oh the brand that teach said was booty talk the movie <laughs> if you know you know i know this before y'all's time but listen let me just, I mean, some of, some of the people no. in this podcast. No, 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 <laughs> no. Um, so that gave uh, free reign to every pervert to come into our mentions. Every sicko. All of them. And wild boy alike came into our mentions to tell us what porn companies that they would like to see a movie made about. <laughs> We got, uh, let's see, Bang Bros, uh, you know, let's see. Pretty got, pretty normie pick right there. Yeah, we got the, we have a Fleshlight. 
boy, we got a story for y'all. Somebody yeah, made don't... a lot of money off that shit. That's crazy. We uh we have a story from the very beginning of this podcast where we found out the creation of the fleshlight. Go back in the archives, you can find that one. It's on the lighthouse episode with uh... Is it on the lighthouse episode? It yes. Is. We're gonna have to find that one. Uh That's reality the worst games. Movie of all time. Jesus. Um anyway, here's some that I loved. Four loco. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Remember when they were putting two cups of coffee and four beers and a malt liquor drink? Dude, listening to people from like the OG Four Loco like party era, listening to like Tej, I don't know if like that was your college days or like after your college days, but like those sound like World War II stories. Like those people. <laughs> there was after I had my Four Locos experience when I was in law school, and I never again will I drink. I said never again. I did. I drank one. I said, no, I'm good on this. I'm very good on this. That shit was ridiculous, bro. I can't believe that shit was ever legal. It, it, is, it is actually insane. I have a very nice tolerance, especially when I was in law school. I could really, really drink. And that I, the way that you feel after you're drinking a Four Loco, I can't even ex- explain it. It's like your body is having 19 different things happening at once. Those shits should have been banned from jump. I can't believe that they let that shit happen. And there were people who like just didn't know any better and were drinking like two or three at a time. Like this shit. Nineteen year old a hundred pound white women should not have been drinking those. Those shits were ridiculous, bro. <laughs> I'm a grown man and that shit had me feeling crazy. They had y'all drinking fucking pipe bombs, dude. This shit is not <laughs> awful. Hey, imagine awful, we just sold era. imagine we just sold these teenagers two vodka Red Bulls in a can. <laughs> right just shotgun this one um, i still never had one because i'm like even i know the weaker formula is a little stepped on but i'm still like no thank you it, it's just they don't have any caffeine in it anymore they can't legally do that so good it's it's just objectively like, horrible idea to, to put that much caffeine in an alcoholic beverage objectively bad idea um let's yeah they got taken to court um so there were ones like i keep going past all of the all the porn ones uh, <laughs> fubu is is a great one the fubu story is gonna be fire i love it time me up shout uh, out to shark tank <laughs> i don't remember job. those days of the the fat albert hit the block when the fat albert fubu teased at the block bro, it was <laughs> everything bro. it was everywhere you have no idea how big of a deal it was you have no idea uh, there's one Jenko jeans. Yuck. That's what the <laughs> skaters wore when I was in middle school. All the skaters had Jenko jeans on and I, they said, you're going to get some Jenkos. And I said, y'all look swaggerless as sh- I will never put that shit on ever. <laughs> they kind of make kind of a comeback. Um, Still Ta- Taco Bell and how he just literally stole all of that shit from the person that from the Mexican restaurant across the street. Incredible establishment. The American Incredible dream. Incredible establishment. Baby. That's the American dream. You steal and you make shit happen. That's, that's <laughs> the American dream. Uh, bad boy records, but make it like Wolf of Wall Street with Puffy moving like Jordan Belfort. That's yes. cinema. And also, whatever Puffy was really doing put Jordan Belfort to shame. So, yeah, let's do it. I'm in. Anthony Mackie has to be in that movie. No, please. <laughs> no, God. No, stop. I'm Tupac, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker, it's Tupac. Puff Daddy in his prime went into the club with ratchets on him, with Jennifer Lopez on his arm, and these niggas were shooting in the club. 
with Jennifer Lopez right there, bros. Imagine the kind of life that you're living to where imagine if somebody went into the club right now and was like, oh, I'm hanging out with the Kardashians and literally everybody had ratchets on them and got in a shootout in the club. Like that, that shit is crazy, bro. Now she's married to Ben Affleck. We come full circle. Jay looked at a black man since that night, brothers. It's, it was over for everybody. She was, was like, over. "Nah, that's enough for me, y'all." She y'all said, "No, I'm good on y'all. I'm good. I'm, every, y'all better be able to speak Spanish at a minimum." Do you know Ben Affleck <laughs> can speak Spanish? By the way, he speaks Spanish. She good has not him. dated a man who can't speak Spanish since that night, brothers. Hey, bro, she, she got away from the violence. She no longer Jenny from the block, and now she's fifty and looks twenty-eight. So <laughs> we can all. Uh, if only, right? If only. <laughs> you ruined that for everybody. Thanks a lot, PD. You ruined it. Um, so the one uh, Dex that you said, and you chiming in here, uh, Yeezys. Yes, I want to see the story of Yeezy, the rise and the fall, specifically of Yeezy, not Kanye's whole life story. I want when Yeezy when Kanye leaves Nike, starts Yeezy, and then when his life fucking falls apart, he becomes a Nazi. I need that to be the end of the movie. I need it on some Lydia Tarr shit at the end where his life is a complete fucking mess. And I, whoever you get to play Kanye West in this movie is just going crazy at the end. I need that shit. Uh, speaking of Nazis, a lot of people said the Adidas and Puma uh, story. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Y'all, uh, they which said it in this there. movie, it's, which yeah, is hilarious. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, do yourself a quick Google and uh, find out a little bit about how Adidas started. If you don't know, all of your favorite brands are former Nazis. I don't know if y'all know that. BMW. Uh, all right, relax. Sorry. <laughs> Adidas signed Harden, so we we not even we off that Adidas, now. They signed, they signed the greatest Cooper in the world, James Harden. So Coca Chanel. And the once and future Rockets legend, James Harden. Facts. Um, this was mine, and I don't know if this is true, but it it sounded true, so I'm just gonna stick with it. The uh, the story behind Patagonia, the 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 white people pullovers, is uh, I love Patagonia. Patagonia is uh, is good in these streets. Okay, good. Um, but I've I've just I've just associated it with a bunch of granola whites and uh, and or finance bros. But or people that be uh, doing a lot of uh, camping or hunting and gathering. That's, so that's uh, Patagonia, there is a there is a rumor that there was a huge drug drop, kind of a la cocaine bear, in the mountains in Oregon, I believe. And uh, it was they dropped a bunch of weed, and the only people that could get to it were a bunch of backpackers and uh, trail climbers. Mountain climbers, if you will. Uh, they got it and sold all of it. And the dude that sold it founded Patagonia. Hell yeah. <laughs> Give me wow. that story. I don't know if that's true. That's alleged. It makes a lot of sense. It makes sense in my head, Canon, so that it's it's true. I love them even more now, to be honest. That's much better than than cocaine bear. Much better already. Off 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 rip. Also, like, you know, it's got to be a few years from now because we're currently living it. But whatever Twitter ends up being, going to make a great fucking movie. However, (laughs) when it ends democracy, ooh, spicy. Yeah. And they can also do social network part two. Like, it's time. Like, y'all can revisit. 
Do you think we can find do you, like if if somebody was playing Elon Musk on screen, do you think it's like gonna jump the shark? You know what I mean? Like we're watching it and be like, I don't yeah, want to. Because like he is very uncompelling to listen to talk, and like he mumbles a lot. It it might end up like a Donald Trump impression, where like to be like lifelike, you have to be really like distracting in a movie <laughs> so, or just do the jesse eisenberg thing and not be like what he, his character is yeah, in, just completely ignore it <laughs> just completely ignore it i'm gonna do my own thing <laughs> i don't know anyway uh anything else what are we watching uh i got a couple of movies that i've seen here i've actually i did watch tetris and i watched a romantic comedy that i believe that you all should also watch if you're listening to this called rye lane on hulu oh yeah some of us get to that it it is the best reviewed movie of the year i believe um i think it's like 99 on everything but uh yeah it's a an actual romantic comedy so good turn your subtitles on <laughs> is it british or... yes it's very british okay Cool. Super British. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I can't do it. I'm. I'll be struggling. I can't do it <laughs> without subtitles. I can't do it without subtitles. Oh, I have to have subtitles. <laughs> um. Also, the Tetris movie was a worse version of Air. Good it, to know. It, it, yeah, it just yes. is. So, but it's fine. You know what I mean? If you're looking for something to watch and you want a new movie, it's fine. You can do worse uh, than Taron Edgerton. I'd I just rather watch started, Jack uh, Black in the Mario movie again. Facts. Peaches, 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 peaches. Incredible, incredible cinema. Can't wait to talk about that one. I might go see it again before we review it. Peaches. I think I'm, I think I'm going again too because Jack Black really bodied the whole. Like he really stole the movie. He's great. Shout out to Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, just doing uh, her normal voice. Yep. Literally did not all change her voice at all. Seth Rogen also did not change his voice at nope. all. Nope. Good. I can tell Joy been changing her voice her whole life. She's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I just started the new Netflix show Beef with Ali Wong and Steven Yoon. I've only seen the first episode, but it's off to a good start. I'll probably go watch another episode before I go to bed after I finish this here. Uh, I don't remember if I talked about this last time we potted, but I saw a thousand and one, the Tiana Taylor movie. You did. We, we uh... yeah, you did. I'm gonna okay. talk about it again because it's really good. Y'all need to go see that shit. Tiana um, Taylor is really her. I'm excited to watch anything that she's in now because she was acting her ass off. And the movie is nothing like you expected to be when you first started. Um, shout out to 1001. And uh, yeah, I've mostly been watching a bunch of Houston Dynamo and Houston Dash. Check out all of our soccer coverage on ApolloHU.com. Big football hours. <laughs> Big football hours. Um. Succession might have just dropped the TV episode of the year. I'm tapped into Succession. We're in the final season. Barry is starting back up in this weekend. I'm very excited for Barry's final season as well. Um, what else have I been watching? Uh, I'm watching The Night Agent on Netflix. I'm about to start Beef on Netflix. Uh, and I've just been in a real big TV bag. And I've been only, really only seeing the movies that we've... Mostly the ones we've talked about or the ones that we've covered on the podcast. So... I'm going to branch out here a little bit. But after the Oscar season, I always watch a little bit less movies for about a month. And now I'm about to ramp it back up. Real Cinema is back. Ted Lasso, season three. Yuck. Nope. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. Absolutely not. 
I'm enjoying it. I, I haven't seen I it, so snap. I'm not going to say it's bad. I just I just am not going to watch it. I need to tap into shrinking as well. I've heard great things about shrinking. It's good. It's good. Shrinking. When, when are we getting severance back? That's what we need. We need that. Now, that's real cinema right there. You're Next right. year? I think next year, though. It won't be until next year. Like they just finished, edit, or finished uh, shooting it, I believe. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> That was, yeah, that that wasn't guys. If you this is now talking TV, Severance, good show. Um, yeah. So well, yeah, Succession's about to walk away with every Emmy this year. So they were like, let's punt. <laughs> we're punting on this smart, one, smart, <laughs> smart. Because Succession's coming through and cleaning up at the Emmys. It's gonna be a nasty. It's gonna be a blowout. I gotta start it. God damn! I already had it ruined for me too because best show on TV immediately on the timeline. Um, so yeah. You can find us at One Take Pod, One Take Pod on Twitter, One Take Pod on Instagram, TikTok, the like. You can find us at Lord Dex Hinton, at Les underscore Humble Teej, at Royden Ogletree. Go uh, follow Dex's writing at, at Apollo H O U. That's uh, the Twitter handle. Apollo H O U dot com. I should say, uh, despite what my, you might see on Amazon's Twitter account, I do not have beef with Michael B. Jordan. I like Michael. <laughs> oh B. yeah, we didn't even talk um, about it. I, I forgot Jordan. about that. Yo. I like Michael B. Jordan. I like Creed Three, as I've said on this podcast before. I do not have any beef with Michael B. Jordan. That's I just want to clarify that. Um, Tej, if you haven't seen it, we'll we'll try to retweet it. But uh, Tej was just using the marketing promo for you saw Tej more in the marketing promo. <laughs> for creed three than you did jonathan majors in the marketing promo for creed three so yeah I was looking at all the set photos everything i was just so into it and i tweeted i said lol michael b jordan's director face because he was making a face that it was clear that like oh this is the director michael b jordan face he didn't so like I that joke that. he didn't like it that he was put that in front of him and I hate what this whole thing where you put someone's tweet in front of a celebrity. It's awful. It's out of context. We should stop doing you it. You agreed to it. I did, but only <laughs> but I didn't know it was going to be like that. I didn't know they were going to show it to Michael B. Jordan. I thought they were going to put it in like a collaboration of tweets. I didn't know they were going to show it to Michael B. Jordan. I did not know that. This and uh, this and the time that The Rock quote tweeted you in a TikTok. <laughs> that was awful. Unbelievable. The most man. random thing. I wish dude. that he I wish that he quote tweeted me about my black Adam takes because I had a lot of black Adam takes and I still believe them and that shit looks trash. But I will be saying I've seen the flash trailer now probably six, seven times. Listen, guys, I don't want to be problematic here, but that shit's about to be real cinema. And I'm gonna be there night one. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna admit that. We're probably gonna cover it on this podcast. That shit looks like it's gonna slap. Uh, fuck Ezra Miller, but that shit looks great, bro. Yeah, okay. we're all we're all going to go watch the movie. We're going to review it on this podcast, but I can guarantee you, we will spend at least forty five minutes bullying Ezra Miller to make up for it. Fuck Ezra so. Miller, <laughs> as uh, as they deserve, as they deserve. Yeah, um, they fucking stink. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you to uh, all the listeners for watching listening reviewing go leave us a review i've seen a couple uh, people rate us on spotify really appreciate that it helped us get that rating up um very simple just swipe right on that and uh yeah leave us a written review we would really appreciate it tell us what you like don't tell us what you don't like we don't care and um dex what are we doing hashtag support forms pew i haven't seen a good person yet i've heard very bad things but i'm gonna watch it anyway didn't literally hasn't even come to theaters here so 
Yay. I got to tap in. I'm sorry. Florence Pugh is real cinema. It had like a 27 audi like critic score. Oh, my God. And then it had like a 95 audience score. I was like, oh, it's one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'll join. Like a 7.8 on IMDb. So people are vehemently. Anyway, one more time. What are we doing? Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Yay. All right. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>